Rise and shine, fragile Americans. There's a victimhood to be claimed and microscopic germs to fear. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Bottom line is that white supremacy, racism, white nationalism, words that once held real meaning, have now become nothing more than election strategies. Every four years, the black community is offered handouts and fear. Handouts and fear. Reparations and white nationalism. This is the Democrat preview. But I'm just saying, I've been researching Black Lives Matter, and I've been understanding the politics and how they're funded by white liberals. And recently, I've been feeling like they're white liberals in blackface. Because they're they're, they're white liberals in blackface. What I say that is because the white liberals is all about feminism, LGBT. White liberals don't really care about black people. I realize white liberals don't really care about me, bro. That's correct. I'm off the plantation, bro. They don't want me to have power. They want to keep me dependent. Wow. Welcome, Kate Daly Show. So glad that you are tuned in. Um, of course, we have the great Dr. Pesta. And you know I love Dr. Pesta, and I'm so glad that he is a part of this show. How are you, Dr. Pesta? Hey, great. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. So, um, all right. We need to talk about a lot of things on the docket today. Um, Uncle Milty's here. And uh, we need to talk about uh, Martin Luther King Day. Because let me just tell you a little story. Um, somebody sent me this. Uh, they asked their, their little child who's been taught, you know, in school about Martin Luther King. And it was about uh, what... So, so, honey, what did Martin Luther King do? Uh, give us what you've learned. And... The little child said, uh, I don't know, uh, he died for us? And it was like, no, wrong, wrong person in his, no, 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 no. <laughs> that is not the, but you know what? It must be so, um, I can only imagine what they're teaching in schools with Martin Luther King Day, and they've got a lot of history wrong. So let's, let's start with that, because I think a lot of people would probably be interested in hearing what you have to say about the day that we take as a holiday for Martin Luther King Day. Well, there's so many contradictory things, and most of them are all coming from the left. On the other, on the one hand, uh, leftists ignore, and the monument, the monument that was recently built in the last five or ten years in Washington, D.C., to the man, they really underplay and ignore the fact that he was, A, a Christian, mm-hmm. B, a minister, a, a practicing preacher and minister with a Ph.D. in theology, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this was not critical race theory that he studied. <laughs> Um, so they completely underplay that. The left has been doing that for 50 years. Right. Can't have our uh, the, the most high-profile black hero in the country be a Christian. Can't have that. On the other hand, the modern left, who still uses, uh, sort of parasitically uses the name King, they can't stand the fact that um, he talked about content of character, not Mm -hmm. skin color. Mm -hmm. I mean, he would not pass today. Martin Luther King would not pass the progressive left wing. Right. uh, That's right. Right. He would leap over the fence. He's not, he he believed in not seeing, uh, he wanted to see a a blind, colorblind society. Yes. And and the left has moved so far on for that. So uh, on both sides, they, 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 ignore his Christianity, and mm-hmm. they despise his worldview. But unfortunately, 
American and American young people are so ignorant. The name is the avatar, is the talisman. Nobody needs to know what it was. I love what you said. Little ch- school kid basically mm-hmm. says he's Jesus, right? Right. Uh, a secular Jesus. Mm-hmm. And only because of his skin color, by the way. Right. So that, that about sums it up nicely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to play this. I just want to play this little clip of uh, Martin Luther King. This is, I think, 24 seconds. Here we go. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. Yep, the right to protest that speech. Um, so it was interesting at that same time is when they started capitalizing on the welfare program throughout America. OK, and that was actually Kennedy um, who did that. Robert Kennedy went down and, 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 and really started getting the um, wheels turning on the welfare program. And it's interesting that at this time, Martin Luther King is saying, can we just see beyond this issue now? And we've done anything but is, uh, uh, Uncle Milty? Well, they had to pay him to not leave the, the plantation. Mm-hmm. That, that was the whole purpose of this. Keep him on the plantation. Mm-hmm. Feed him, clothe him, house him. Mm-hmm. Stay on the plantation. You're okay there. What do you have to say, Dr. Pesta? Because it yeah, was interesting would, at this time. There's a, Go ahead. There's a third facet of Martin Luther King that they really don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that is at the end of his life, he was a communist, which, which doesn't really go nicely with his Christianity. Right. Uh, he had kind of morphed into a communist mm-hmm. uh, unapologetically. And also he has a terrible rep- reputation. We just got Claudine Gay fired from Harvard. And uh, we know for a fact that King plagiarized a lot of his PhD thesis. We also know that he was a terrible womanizer, cheated on his wife uh, vehemently. And there is seriously legitimate evidence that if he did not uh, participate in a a gang rape himself, he apparently stood by and watched why some of his uh, Mm -hmm. entourage Mm -hmm. gang raped a woman and did nothing about it. Now, these are debatable things. The last one's debatable. The mm-hmm. plagiarism isn't. The communism isn't. The womanizing, these are all facts. Right. Whether or not he stood by and watched a, a young woman be gang raped, we mm-hmm. don't know for sure, but there's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, smoke behind that fire, too. So uh, he, on the one hand, you, you see, th- this is really what socialism does. They take the past and they pull down, they rip down heroes, they mm-hmm. create artificial other heroes. And those heroes, like right. Martin Luther King, that they can't really get rid of, they just rewrite the biography to fit their progressive lens. Yep. It's the truth. Yeah. So what do you say to people? I am, you know, as far as we, we can play a lot of his speeches, I could do that, be a street sweeper, just be the best of whoever you are, wherever you are. I mean, there's a lot of great messages We have a holiday depicting Martin Luther King. So in this day and time, if you went into a high school class, what would you tell them in two minutes if you could tell them about Martin Luther King? What would you what would you say to them? I would I would tell them that he was a like all of our great hero heroes, like Thomas Jefferson, Mm -hmm. like Columbus, like all of the great men of the past. He was a flawed human being. He was a sinner like we all are, Mm -hmm. that he had his own problems. However, in the area of civil rights, he was 
is a transcendent figure, just like Columbus and just like Jefferson were. Mm -hmm. uh, these were men that in many respects were men of their age and all of the problems of men of that age. But these were also visionaries, right? Mm -hmm. And and he's uh, this is the lesson I would say. We should revere King for that which he tried to do through his sermons and his activism in the name of breaking down prejudice mm -hmm. and uh, se segregation. In that area, he stood tall and was, was really decades ahead of his time. But if we're going to keep him as a hero, then we must also keep other heroes like Jefferson, like Columbus, for doing things that nobody had ever done and seeing way ahead of their culture. And it is the hypocrisy to say mm -hmm. that uh, King gets a holiday, because let put it this way, if Martin Luther King did everything he did do, mm -hmm. but he was white, he would be canceled by now, not given a holiday. Mm. Okay, if, Uncle Milton. If we can cancel heroic men because they weren't perfect, then that allows government to dictate who our heroes are. Bingo. And that's what yeah. I just said, right? I yeah, mean, that's right. the problem. Uh, he is, despite of all of his problems, mm -hmm. he, uh, on the idea of, of blind, colorblind society, he was a pioneer. He was decades yeah. ahead of himself, of other people. Mm -hmm. and, and that's enough to give him the accolades that we support him for. But you can't then do that and go after Washington and Jefferson. You can't yeah. go off after Columbus that way. It is hypocritical. I mean, because he's got as many skeletons in his closet, closet as any other great man or woman of the past. Right. I, I find it absolutely disgusting that somebody like Margaret Sanger who oversaw the, uh, abortion on demand for Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. simply because she wanted to get rid of black and brown skinned people Mm -hmm. still held up as a hero. And her organization is gets hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of the federal government. Again, if she, if, if, can you imagine if any other person, her liberalism, her progressivism mm -hmm. is what covers for her uh, radical uh, racism and nobody seems to care. And this is what Milty just said. Governments, the state, statism now. This mm -hmm. is a total Trump of socialism, right? Mm -hmm. You you go back and revise the history of everyone that matters to conform to their narrative. And that's why Columbus, Columbus mm -hmm. has got to go and Jefferson's got to go. And we'll hold on to Martin Luther King, but we will completely revise the right. nature yeah. of who he was yep. to make him some kind of they'll, Black Lives Matter ra radical. They'll cherry pick. But she wasn't. They'll cherry pick. Here's a caller for you. Go ahead, caller. You got about a minute. Yeah, Dr. Pesta, I completely agree, disagree with you. There was nothing redeeming about Martin Luther King. He was not a Christian. Read the doctor, his doctrine, Christian doctrine. Christ is not divine. Uh, he's not a god. So much of it was unchristian. Um, the content of judge people by the content of their skin. Mm -hmm. One sentence in a speech that was much of that speech was plagiarized. He plagiarized many things beyond uh, just his dissertation. Forty percent of his dissertation. Anybody else would have been thrown out of graduate school, but there was an unseen hand to be sure that he could have kept his degree. But the content of his skin, his entire political history is contrary to that statement, a hypocrite. He supported reparations, that people, a collective, a group, must have lose their property, and their property needs to go to another collective. He supported affirmative action quotas. He helped write the unconstitutional 
civil rights uh, okay, law. Okay, let's let uh, uh, Dr. Pesta answer. Thank you for the call. Dr. Pesta? Well, yeah, I mean, and I, I think you're right. I, I don't disagree with him. I also would argue I've read his letters. I've read his sermons. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't read his his dissertation, but I've read a lot of what he said in his, his mm-hmm. sermons. To say that he's not a Christian, I think, is unjust. He's not um, He's not a conservative Christian. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a progressive Christian. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, his model was Christ. And and I, I do think he, he founded, whether he wanted to or not, uh, what would become— uh, that liberation theology aspect of seeing Christ as a, uh, a, a nothing more than a social reformers. But I, I, to say that he did not have a deep and abiding uh, appreciation and love for Christ is a little bit too much. For okay, me. we're going to come right back. We'll come right back. Of, more yeah. on this. We'll come right back. Keep Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Here's some comments from you guys in working with Birch Gold, which I absolutely love. You've heard me talking about them on the air. There's a reason for that. I think there's a crucial time right now in which you have some choices to make, which you can shore up your IRAs and your um, accounts with gold. And it might not cost you a dime, which is awesome. Um, But here's one comment. This was my first time purchasing precious metal products. I did my due diligence and educated myself on how precious metals are priced and sold. I chose Birch Gold because of the very high marks on their business practices. It was the right choice for me to go with Birch. The whole transaction was smooth with no high pressure. Don't you just love that? I love that. Also, establishing my new IRA, filling it with products will provide me security against the waning U.S. dollar. The staff at Birch Gold honed their process of teaching how to inform potential clients of their services to very efficiently opening new accounts and providing expertise and assistance by selecting the appropriate PMs to purchase for their customers. I love that. There's so many great comments from you guys. High marks, definite high marks with Birch Gold. You love them. I'm so glad. By the way, get some help. Just text 989898. Text my name, Kate, and you'll get some free information. Please do that. Just text my name over while you're sitting there. Information is free. That's fantastic for you. Thanks. You. This is the Kate Daly Show. That's what America did. America actually was the reason that um, many of the things happened. And I know people want to paint a lot of heroes. And there are there are sometimes people who have heroic acts and can and can act that way. And I, I like that. I'm not opposed to that at all. But really and truly, going back to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, is why we have what we have. <laughs> That set everything in motion, and so that's my my ultimate hero is that. Um, but welcome back, and of course, text Birch ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight, and text my name Kate, and make sure that you are um, uh, getting some information on how to back your IRAs and everything that you have out there. If you have got money out there um, in the great unknown, as I would call it now, you need to solidify that. So please make sure and. Do that. Take those steps. It doesn't cost you anything. My gosh, why are you not doing this? And make sure that you get everything backed by gold, okay? Um, get the free information and then decide. So text 989898 98 98 98 and text my name, Kate. 
Um, also, uh, we have Dr. Pesta and, of course, Uncle Milty uh, here. So, Dr. Pesta, uh, let's let's talk just for a few minutes more, since this is a short segment about um, about the caller, what the caller said. I mean, you know, I, I think we got to be careful. As, as Christians, mm-hmm. every single person has redeemable redeemable character. They all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in particularly of a complicated life like Martin Luther King. He, and and I, I don't know if the caller even heard me. I said by the end of his life, he was a communist, right. which, which backs up pretty much everything. He was a plagiarist. Mm-hmm. He was a communist. He was a, a philanderer, mm-hmm. made it very clear that who he was. But that doesn't change the fact that in a very divided America where you still had segregation, legal segregation, he was a coalescing voice to try to fight that. Not every solution he had, I would have recommended. Some of them were harmful and led to harmful things. Mm-hmm. But to, to to play that game, right, that yeah. um, uh, you are either absolute hero mm-hmm. or absolute monster is exactly what the left does. And we ought yep. not to be doing that on the right. I agree with you. I do. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Because um, I've read his writings, too, and I can see there's a lot of positive uh, in there as well. I think they used him, they cherry-picked him, and then, of course... Um, like all of the things that you talked about that he became in his life, no one ever talks about it. No one on the radio is even going to say what we've said in the last 30 minutes. Nobody. Because they're all taught to only cherry pick what they want to showcase out there in America. And it's really sad because I'm sure the schools are doing it too. Yes? I mean, well, that's, all over. What, that's why I like your show, because you, not only do you, but you allow us, your guests, to say things that mm-hmm. would never appear on the most... Uh, uh, popular Fox News show. I mean, we we call the things out, uh, but you but you have to have some balance, right? Right. Uh, one of the one of the uh, a- accusations of the left is that you know you guys hate everybody, and and we don't. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I the, the same or, uh, organizations that uh, the callers involved with were all involved in uh, say oftentimes take the same attitude towards Abraham Lincoln. Here's another guy we're being told now mm-hmm. is irredeemably evil. Uh, they've made up all, all kinds of stupid stories. Yeah, he did things that were unconstitutional. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but to say that because of that, he's not heroic or he didn't keep the mm-hmm. union together or he's a fascist for trying. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that wears people out. Right. And again, you're coming at me from the right, basically saying, uh, you know, agreeing with me that we can't mm-hmm. allow our traditional heroes, the founding fathers, be torn down. Uh, But then you turn around and we say things like that, right? That Mm -hmm. somebody like King has to be excoriated without exemption. And I'll tell you this, I'd rather have a Martin Luther King than a Malcolm X. I'd rather have uh, Martin Luther King running the race hustle Mm -hmm. than any of these clown show Black Lives Matter people. I mean, it's all a matter of relativity. Yeah, white liberal paid. To be activists yep. and nobody ever talks about that part it's not a natural thing it's it's a paid well, thing yep be right back kate daly show we'll be right back
Some things are better together, like burgers and fries, movies and popcorn, and auto and home insurance. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm a physician. I've been in practice for 40 years. You know, when I started taking this, you know, I, I don't like medicines, and I probably have taken more people off medicine than I put on it. And so I looked at it, and it's pretty much a natural uh, element. And there's no question in my mind, knowing a lot of patients, that uh, people my age, you know, 60 and over, do not eat right. And they certainly don't get the appropriate uh, uh, nutrients through the vegetables, fruits, and things like that. So I think that it supplies the building blocks that your body normally would use to heal itself. And uh, if you don't get them, you don't heal right. So it's amazing. I mean, I'm doing what I did two years ago. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code Kate. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. So glad to have you listening. So happy. Um, and I'm, gl- I'm just glad that uh, Uncle Milty and Dr. Duke Pesta are with me today, and they are great. So I just, uh, we'll, p- we'll kind of pick this up. I just wanted to say get Balance of Nature and go to ActivateFIQ.com as well. That's the place I get product from, Activate FIQ. They are awesome. Their product, the reason is, is there's only a couple companies I would trust to buy product from because of the way they do it. And Activate FIQ is that company. ActivateFIQ.com. And then, of course, um, put in the code Kate. And then, of course, Balance of Nature. Put in the code Kate. These are products everybody should be taking on a daily, on a daily basis, please. Um, It's for your health. You've got to improve your immune system. All right, Dr. Duke Pesta, let's let's talk about uh, uh, Afrochemistry. I want to talk. Gosh, (laughs) you have got to talk about this. Well, you know, uh, I'm a university professor. That's mm-hmm. my major yeah. job. Mm-hmm. It gets really out of camp at this critical race theory. So it's a nice segue from talking about Martin Luther King, because one of the organizations, the, uh, the, the uh, communities that have completely rewritten him are the universities. Uh, and this one gets me. This is from Rice University in Texas. They unveil a Afrochemistry class mm-hmm. that will, quote, explore the intersection of racial justice and chemistry, Mm -hmm. and they nickname it, quote, the study of black life matter, unquote. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Afrochemistry, the study of black lives matter. Afrochemistry. Afro, okay. I've heard it all. I've heard it all, officially. So basically what you're seeing here is one more way now the hard sciences mm-hmm. uh, are surrendering uh, surrendering to the progressive message we've known you and i've talked about mm-hmm. this for four or five years kate about how the humanities have been completely co-opted the social sciences mm-hmm. have been completely co-opted by uh, critical race theory and the lgbtq agenda now the hard scientists and everybody laughed when they they came for the universities yeah. all the conservatives laughed because who needs uh, Shakespeare, who needs 
learning about medieval history. And they all laughed. And then the sociologists and the anthropologists and the psychologists, mm-hmm. all the social the uh, social sciences fell. And the same people said, you know, we conservatives, we all we really need is the truth. You give us chemistry and physics and, and biology. And now you're living through this now where they've come at, they've successfully colonized the hard scientists, science. And this is an unbelievable thing. This is Afrochemistry. The implication is that chemistry changes if you happen to be black. I remember at the university I teach out, taught at about five or six years ago, they offered a feminist biology class as if somehow uh, the, the nature of biology mm-hmm. changes if you're a woman. And don't forget, that was right before we got by so-called biology studies coming out and telling us that biological sex doesn't matter. Gender is the only thing that matters. So if you think this isn't going to affect every aspect of the culture, you're wrong. But Afrochemistry, and I love that, right? The study of black life matter, as if somehow uh, the chemistry that operates and works within African bodies is somehow different (laughs) or special or persecuted. It's the dumbest thing in the history Uh, of education. Well, I don't know. Taylor Swift philosophy, I think, has it matched. But there you go. This is this is our woke universities. Really, these are our woke universities. This is what they offer. This is why I tell my kids, no, 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 yeah. please do anything. But um, it's it's insidious. So let's go with one more woke university, University of Washington. You want to talk about this? Well, before we do that, I'll let Milty introduce the Washington one. But yeah. I do want to give you this quotation okay. from the uh, Rice catalog about the course. Mm-hmm. It, the course the university's website explains that students will, quote, apply chemical tools and analysis to understand black life in the U.S. and implement African-American sensibilities to analyze chemistry. Now, this is what they mean by that, because we're going to pursue chemistry through the lens of black culture. We're not going to have any final exam. What does that say about what universities (laughs) think about black students? In order to make this genuinely a black chemistry course, we're not going to hold anybody accountable. How's that sound? You've got to be kidding me. Okay. They're afraid they won't pass. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There you go. Okay, Milty. So, So here we go. University of Washington. Diversity, equity, and inclusion training at the University of Washington is forcing white staff members to answer how they are working every day to stop the killing of black people. Um, I didn't know they were murdering black people up at the University of Washington. Wow. Do you know what my response would be to that? If if my university ever asked me that question, my first response is going to be the only people who are killing black people at any significant number are other black black people. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell every black student I have, stop killing each other. How's that? Does that satisfy it? Because who the hell is killing these people? It's we all know the numbers of cops who kill recklessly kill black people far for fewer than white people by the mm-hmm. matter. Uh, they're not killing that many, less than 2025 20, a year who actually were unarmed. Yeah. But that which means doesn't mean mm-hmm. those kill those shootings are even necessarily bad. But outside of that, who's killing them? In Chicago, who's killing all those black people? Yep. It's 
black people. Can you give me, you guys, you're, 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 you watch the news. Mm-hmm. Give me a demographic in this country who's actually harming physically black people besides other black people. Who's doing it? I, enlighten me. Yeah. They got to come up with all these academic arguments, right? Mm-hmm. Well, our systemic racist country <laughs> is not giving them enough food. And, we're, and somehow we're locking them out of the public school so they can't learn anything. Therefore, when they kill each other, we're really the ones killing them. That's the kind of nonsense yep. Yep. they have to use to justify this crap. Yep. Like we're doing it with our minds. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this is about. University of Washington. Yeah. You know what it was? Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, we created freedom. We we emancipated the slaves. We created, we got rid of segregation. We've come up with all sorts of affirmative action and social project projects and and all kinds of tuition waivers and scholarships mm-hmm. just for black kids. That's what we've done. Yep. That's killing all those black people. Apparently. Yep. I can't say it. I can't say it enough. University of Washington, Seattle. So it mandated its white employees to undergo extensive, extensive. Can you imagine diversity, equity and inclusion training that forces them to yield positions of power to non-whites to atone for the racism that they were allegedly naturally born with per documents obtained by end wokeness and shared. And the DEI, DEI training also requires white employees to learn how to be anti-racist and forces them to provide examples of their so-called white privilege and fragility. What, what example would you give of your fragility and your white wokeness if called upon? Well, just, just disagreeing with them uh-huh. is both racist and <laughs> fragile. So you're, if you disagree with them, this, uh-huh. is, this is Soviet, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Soviet. Mm-hmm. In it's it's Manchurian yeah. candidate stuff. This is you you will confess your racism that you were born with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even and, and don't you dare tell me then if I was if mm-hmm. it was something that I was born with. Yeah. How can you hold me accountable? Right. right? If that's an idea, right. you got to apologize it for it, and then you have to atone for it by mm-hmm. surrendering all the power you have. And meanwhile, the people who are conducting these surveys are liberal white women and black people, right? So you, they've got mm-hmm. all the power to hire or unhire you. They can mm-hmm. fire you if you don't do this. But you, some little assistant professor in uh, uh, English or mm-hmm. history, has mm-hmm. got to go through this gauntlet of racial surrender, racial reprogramming, guilt and shame therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unbelievable. Just just ask yourself the question, Kate. Yeah. If when you as a minority applied to college, uh-huh. you had to go through training about mm-hmm. how to fit in with white people, how you have to start talking better, you got to start mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. showing up on time. Well, Can you mm-hmm. imagine? But no, when it's done this way, it's perfectly normal. Well, on this list it was um the behaviors. So if you cry, you had, you had to mark these behaviors. Cry, physically leaving, emotionally withdrawing, arguing, denying, uh seeking absolution, avoiding. And if you're guilty of that you have white privilege be right back kate daly show this is the kate daly show Back. 
Kate Daly Show. So happy to have you listening in. I got Uncle Milty here. I got Dr. Pesta here. And you are just not going to believe what we're about to tell you um, coming back in. This was the form that people had to fill out, okay? From this list, select claims. You have been guilty that of that. Boy, they can't even write. You have been guilty of that are examples of white privilege and fragility in action, okay? And here are the claims. Um, I know people of color. If you say this, you're frig- you know you have your fragility and white privilege. Mm-hmm. I marched in the '60s. How dare you? <laughs> um, I already know this. I marched. Um, let's see. The problem is in your tone. That was not my intention. You are generalizing. I just said one little thing. You hurt my feelings. You misunderstood me. Then you have assumptions list, and and you have to pick from these assumptions if you um, are a staff mm-hmm. at University of Washington. Racism is simply personal prejudice. I am free of racism. I will be the judge of whether racism has occurred. No one or my own suffering relieves me of racism. I'm a good person. I can't be racist. See, you're racist even if you know and think you're a good person. You're still racist in there somewhere, right? Um, I have friends of color. How I'm perceived by others is the most important issue. Okay. Um, And also racism is a simple problem. People just need to... And then if you knew me or understood this, you would know I can't be racist. So even if you deny being racist, you're still racist. Uncle Milty? You know, I remember 35 years ago being told that it's racist to say one of my friends is black. Oh, my god! And that was a long time ago. So the University of Washington, Mm -hmm. which is so woke that Mm -hmm. they're telling everybody to confess their racism, Mm -hmm. is an interesting student body percentages (laughs) the university's student body is 42 percent white seven percent hispanic 24 percent asian and a whopping three percent black three percent black three percent black at this university and they're killing them oh my gosh (laughs) and they're they and they're killing the three percent are they not allowing black people in or what's going on i it's amazing three percent that is amazing to have a in in a big city like seattle to Mm -hmm. have only three percent is scandalous right what that tells you is is that no matter how much they try how much money they throw Mm -hmm. black kids just don't want to go there and uh, you would think that that would require all the administrators to be fired. Yeah. If you're going to talk about privilege, whether you're black or white, but particularly the white ones, if you're a, a dean or a chancellor or a vice mm-hmm, chancellor mm-hmm. or a provost, and I guarantee you most of them are white, you need to retire, to give up your job, your white privilege, mm-hmm. give it to African-Americans so they can change the demographics. But you know, the, the white, I, I've made this point. The purpose of critical, critical race theory is to allow white liberals in power to keep their power while mm-hmm. simultaneously hating all other white people. Here's the most amazing part of this mm-hmm. Because of the fact that it's 7% Hispanic mm-hmm. and 24% Asian and 3% black, mm-hmm. they claim the school has very high racial diversity. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Wow. Let's take a quick call. Hi, caller. You're on. So Go right ahead. You're live. You that, uh, Go, we have a caller. Are... We have a caller. Yeah. Go right ahead, caller. I just listened to your uh, Dr. Lee Merritt uh, mm-hmm. show from yesterday, and talking about the Truman Show and how mm-hmm. 
um, they've hidden um, and made us fear something. And uh, you and Lee and everybody doesn't know that what they've hidden mm-hmm. is that sunlight is vital to our yeah. well-being. Oh, and, I'm with um, you. And they've made us be afraid of it. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, scripture has much to say about it. Okay. And... Um, Thank you. No, oh, it is right. it is the it is the son of righteousness. Thank you. Really appreciate yep. the call. Uh, yeah, it was off topic, but I appreciate it. Um, I really do. Um, here's one thing uh, on that list of this is the forms that they have to fill out. Um, select behaviors you've been guilty of that are examples of white privilege and fragility in action. And how might you become more cognizant of interrupting these feelings for yourself in the future? If you're arguing, denying, emotionally withdrawing, physically leaving, crying, seeking absolution, and avoiding, that is your white privilege and fragility. Well, notice the (laughs) hypocrisy. If you try to atone Mm -hmm. or fix it, you're Mm -hmm. a racist. Mm -hmm. If you don't try to atone, you're a racist. If you stay, you're a racist. If you go, you're a racist. If you protest, you're a racist. If you say you're not a racist, you're a racist. If you just keep quiet. Yeah, right? If you say, yeah. I'm not a racist. Apparently, racist. we're all racist. We're all racist. <laughs> I give up. I give up. It kind of it kind of went to everything. And also these feelings. If you have any of these feelings, um, if, if you're judging, if insulted, angry, shamed, guilty, um, it, silenced, attack, you are... You, anything you do in your life and any emotion you have means you're a racist. Wow. And, you know, there's the hypocrisy that they call themselves a a remarkably diverse organization Mm -hmm. on the back of 26% Asian attendance. These are the same liberals who will look you in the eye and tell you that Asians act white. They're not really minorities. Mm -hmm. So notice another example that the the 26%, which is double what the black and Hispanic is, Mm -hmm. that they take, they claim diversity for that Mm -hmm. while teaching their students that Asians aren't minorities because they do too well in school and mm-hmm. they don't require the level of uh, uh, welfare that right. my, uh, Hispanics and blacks do. And so, they, they succeed. They work hard. Yeah. So here here's the form that says this is it's like it's like a line, like an arrow. And it says, where are you on the continuum of anti-racism? So number one on the low side. OK, I talk to others who look and think like me. Because how dare you want to talk to a white person if you're a white person? Which is why black communities like to live in black communities because they like to live around black people. But if you're white and you do it, you're a racist. Then it goes to, I strive to be comfortable. Then it goes to, I avoid hard questions. And then it goes, um, I, I am vulnerable about my own biases and knowledge gaps. And then if you're really good on the anti-racism scale, like good, like you're doing well, I educate my peers in how racism harms our profession. They're talking to the staff at the University yeah. of Washington. Wow. Well, they sure as heck can't be talking I, to the so, 3% black <laughs> students. So you're only anti-racist if you're constantly talking about it with, the, with staff members in their profession. That's how you prove that you're not racist. How weird. But... If you're, but if you're white yeah. and bragging about your black allies, you're also racist, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And if you don't talk, you're racist. So, I'm, I'm so if you confused. Argue, yeah. yeah. If you, if you argue, uh huh. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, if you argue that you're white and able to talk about mm-hmm. black issues, doesn't mm-hmm. that right there make you racist yeah. by their own definition? Yeah. yeah. Uncle Milty? If you don't like Thomas Sowell, you're, you're right. a racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, thank you so much. Um, I hate to see this hour go. We're just getting good. All right, you guys. Do- thank you, Dr. Duke Pesta. And, of course, uh, thank you, Uncle Milty. And, of course, we'll be back tomorrow. Got a lot of good info for you tomorrow. So I can't wait till tomorrow's show as well. Thank you so much for listening. And be faithful, be fearless. Farm Bureau Finance.